Okay, today's Mesechta. Today we begin learning Mesechta Kilaim, the new Mesechta. So Daf Aleph, as we do in Yerushalmi. And the, the uh, Mesechta starts by discussing Kilei Zraim. So Kilei Zraim is a prohibition to plant seeds together, mix seeds. And uh, we will discuss that as we go along. So let's just begin the Gemara as, as follows. Now, the first thing to understand that the Mishnah wants to establish is what does it mean something that's a mixture, a mixture of seeds, that is, when you're planting it. Because uh, you can have uh, species, subspecies, different shades within a species, like in terms of where do we draw the line? So the, the Mishnah thinks is as follows. So chitin is wheat and zonin is danul. I did a bit of a sort of Wikipedia check of this before we started. And it seems to be some sort of, it used to grow along with wheat. Nowadays, modern sort of filtering technology is able to, to, to sift and, and, and differentiate between the two. Um, but it seems to be that it, that it is, um, it, it, when it grows, it grows very much like wheat. It looks a lot like, it's very hard to differentiate between the two when actually growing, um, except when the spike forms. That's the sort of the top part of the wheat. And it's a very, it's a, it's a subpar version. It's a, um, it's not, uh, it's actually smaller. And you'll see in a minute, there's, it's questionable whether it's even considered food. But the point is, in any event, the Mishnah is saying the chitin and zunin, these two, these two um, products, the wheat and darnel, they're not considered kilayim if they're planted together. Okay. Um, presumably this means they're considered one min, they're considered one type. Okay. Fine. Let's continue. Hasorim v'shibolachual. So soorim is barley and shibolachual is oats. Hakusmin v'shifon. Kusmin is kusemit is spelt and shifon is rye. Hapol vaha sapir, which sounds like a uh, pol is bean and sapir is some, I think, chickpea of some sort. Hapurkran vatofach. These are two different types of kidney. And, and uh, so legumes. Opolavan, which is a white bean, sheuit, is I think like a kidney bean or the like. We say, now we have an even number of sort of products that have been listed in the Mishnah. The question is, are we talking about pears or are we talking about all of them? And that's something the Gemara is going to address. Okay, so we'll leave it at that as a moment. So let's have a look. So it says you're not allowed to plant in your field kilayim, so mixed seeds, seeds planted together. So even if it's two species of wheat, that would be a problem. For example, even if maybe a white variety and a black variety, or two types of two types of species of, of barley. Similarly, it says you're also not allowed to... Um, uh, there's also kilei behema, which applies not only to um, mating to or husbandry, like to mating two different animals together, um, but also also to animals working together. So the question, maybe a white ox and a white and a black and white ox would be a problem. I mean, a shor chamor, so shor shachor, meaning the male being black and the female being lavan, because it's shor shachor al gabay shor lavan, or shor lavan al gabay shor al gabay shachor, or a male white ox uh, being uh, being bred together with a black one. So in other words, maybe it's so refined our definition of what's considered a mixture. However, because the Torah then says, um, the Torah talks about shatnez, which is now, which, which, which is actually what's called really kilei begadi, meaning mixed um, fabrics together. Haitiomera, I would say, maybe even two different species or, or, or types of wool would also be considered kilayim. Or two different species or subtypes of, of flax. Perish, it says, and therefore the Torah teaches us, this is a long limud as you see where we're going to, Perish Bebegadim, it tells us in close, Lotil Bashatnes, Semer Upishtim Yachta. Torah specifically says, what, is it, what does it mean by mixture when it comes to clothing? That's literally two very different things. Wool and 
linen. So therefore, we understand from, we can learn from kilayim that applies to clothing, which we refer to as shatnas. We can learn from that. We can extrapolate and derive from that for all other types of kilayim as well. Meaning, the kilayim I'm talking about is they're not the same species. So we say wheat with barley and not two subspecies of wheat. And that sort of gives... The, the, the flow of this Gemara then gives the rationale, the logic behind what, uh, what the point of our Mishnah. The Chitin and Zunim are not considered mixed, mixed uh, considered a Kilayim because they're considered the same species, although subspecies of wheat. However, the Gemara actually takes issue with that very first point. The Chitin and Zunim, any Kilayim, And the reason is because Zunim, or Zunim, I think it is, is actually not even considered food. I'll see in a second. As it says, Has Im Sarayim, you think with Zunim with uh, with uh, this this Daniel along with Bali would be Kilaim? It says, Hachitin Vazunim in Kilaim Ochel, Kilaim. In other words, you say, why is Chitin and Zunim not considered Kilaim Zebazer? Because what? It's not considered Ochel, it's not considered even food. I told you it's because it's a subspecies. That's the way you learn Mishnahs, perhaps. However, um, but he's saying, but the, the Gemara understands why is it not kilaim? Because it's not considered food bichlal. It's like, I don't know, grass growing in a field. Like it's, it's not even considered food. Um, so, and th- so therefore, why would I think that it'd be kilaim with, with, um, with, with even with barley? What does it matter who, what it's with? So I'll read you Maharafulda because he, he speaks it out clearly. He says, why would I even, why does a ton of the mission even need to tell me that wheat is not considered kilaim with, with, uh, with uh, Zunim? Something that's not even considered food. Why would I think that it should be considered kilaim bichlal? So therefore, the Gemara says, that actually, because in certain areas, there actually there was an interest in having growing these Zunim. And this is that it was actually used for, it was, for Ma'achal Bahima, Yonim is like doves, that actually, they actually would have it. They would, would harvest it and keep it and use it to, to feed their doves. Therefore, it's considered, says, That's why with Se'urim, it would, since it's considered food, it would be considered kilaim. That's why the Mishnah to teach us specifically with wheat, since it's a subspecies or the same min, same species as uh, really as, as wheat. That's why it's not kilaim there. In other words, let's just, so we don't lose track of where we're going. The Gemara's assumption is, who eats this zunin? It's not even considered food. Why are you teaching me kilaim? And then the answer is, oh, there are some places that actually do consider this thing as food and they used to feed it their animal, feed the animals. So therefore, it can present a possible kilayim, assumption at this stage, everywhere. Meaning, this zunim with barley would be a problem of kilayim. That's why the Mishnah told us, actually, with wheat, since the substance is wheat, is okay. So then, then um, there's sort of, sort of like, here's the things going on here. Reb Chaim says, So what, what are you saying? You're saying Barzavda that says, who brought the rationale here, that since in some places it's considered food, therefore everywhere it's going to be issue of Kilayim. That sounds like he's holding like Reb Eliezer. Why? We learn elsewhere. We learn in the fifth parak. it says, If someone keeps Kotzim in a Kerem, which is like thistles and thorns, now here, this is referring to Kilei Kerem. Kilei Kerem is a lot more strict than Kilei Zrain. That's, that's uh, Kilei within a vineyard. 
Again, we'll learn exactly what does it mean a mixture? How do mixtures come about? How do we space things out? They're not considered mixtures. Well, we'll get up to all this, but let's just, the, our, our objective at the moment here is to understand what's, what's considered a mixture in terms of species. That's why I don't want to confuse you with those other things at the moment. So anyway, when it comes to a vineyard, it says, and Rebeleza says, Omer Kidesh. He says it would make the vineyard aso. Kidesh means it's like from Lashon Kadosh, but the thing is, if you have Kilayim and a Kerem, you've got to burn the vineyard. Okay, it's mamash aso. That's what it means, Kidesh. The Chachamim Orim says, Lo Kidesh Chav says, no. So the question is, what's the reason behind, what's a machloket here? We're just dealing with like thorns and thistles, what's going on? So Amar which is that Reb Lazar says there are certain places where they would keep these, they would consider this, these thistles as being food for food for animals. Okay. So we say, one second, so the Chacham, so the Gemara says, what, is this a machlok of a metzias? Is it a machlok of in Arabia, they, 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 like they, whether they do or not use animal food? Why is it even a machlok of metzias? Just simply go out and check if it's really a machlok. So therefore the Gemara understands, no, what's the basis of this machlok? He says, just because one, in other words, shit at Chachamim is just because in one place in the world or a couple of places in the world, they consider this animal food, doesn't make it animal food universally. There it's considered food. Here it's not. It's therefore the fact that, whereas what, let's just get, make this clear. The Mishnah where Belazar says, no, the fact that one place it's considered food, they use it to feed their animals, makes it food universally. That's what seems the Mufflok is to be. And it says, my time at the Rebeliezer, everywhere. So there we say, this now seems clear the Rebbe Barbazavda is acting like Rebeliezer. So what, what, what's our point? Again, Rebbe Barbazavda says, is that why is it the mission to teach us that it's not Kilayim with Chitim, but it could be Kilayim with Sorim, is because when it comes to Zunin, in certain places have animal food. That sounds very much like Shit Rebeliezer. That if one place in the world it's animal food, that ruins it for everybody. Okay, so we say no. There's a distinction between kotzim and zonim. Why? In other words, even chachamim might agree that since in one place in the world it makes it food everywhere for the zonim. Why? Which is as follows. In other words, when it comes to these thistles and thorns, this is not a product that's exported or imported. Therefore, Chachamim say, just because in one place of their Michigan is whatever, one place in the world they use it to feed their animals, that doesn't impact their everybody else. However, this Zunin, places that might not have it, they might export it to places that, no, sorry, that don't use it for animal food, might package it up and sell it on to other places that do have it as food for their animals. So therefore, since this is something that's moved about and moved, like transportable and imported, exported and moved, moved around, then, yes, Chacham would agree that since one place in the world they do consider it as food, that would define it as food. That would impact everybody else. Again, it's only if it's something mamash, it's kept local and a, lo a local uh, thing that they do, that's when the Chachamim say it doesn't impact everybody. But if something that is moved around, then even the Chachamim would agree that since in certain places they have it, as we said, the Zonim is Machalionim, they give it to, to, to the dubs to, uh, as bird food. Um, therefore, it would uh, it's considered food universally, and it can present problems for kilai. Okay, um, so now we ask the question: Maybe then it should be kilai machitim. If you say that it's now considered food, why is it not kilai with wheat? So Amar Ravione says min chitin is actually as I said explained in the Mishnah. I should uh, a bit premature in doing so, but it says that's actually 
a uh, subspecies of wheat. Why? In other words, the understanding here is, is that it's not even considered necessarily a subspecies, the way I sort of explained it, I guess, many a scientific level, but it sounds to be that it's wheat that's gone bad. In the same way that vinegar is wine that goes bad. You'll see why in a minute. As the Kata de Tanya says, that the, um, this is talking about the Pasuk, it says, um, and you should give out your um, your daughter for haltri, that the land itself will not become faithless. Now, what does that mean? That sometimes what happens is fruit, fruit, sorry, fruit can develop in a particular way, or produce can develop in a way that is somewhat subpar or spoiled and not inedible, right? Which is the understanding here that the, that zanin or zunin is um, is this uh, like family of wheat, if you like, that became spoiled and 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 is not um, not really edible. So Rabbi Yaakov Barazavdi says, by if that's the case, if you're telling me that there that one is a spoiled version of another, a subpar subspecies of the other, if you want to call it that, then that means our Mishnah might be must be like a Dayachid, must be like Rabbi Why? The Tani, as we learned, Rabbi Shmar Bariosi says, Mishum the one can separate truma from vinegar, sorry, wine for vinegar, but not for vinegar on wine. Because again, when it comes to truma samas, you have to torem, when you mafish, you have to take from the fair alara. You've got to take from the nicest parts. Okay. Importantly, though, the fact that you can torem min hayayin ala chometz means that despite the fact vinegar is spoiled somewhat, it's still considered the same in. That seems to parallel our Mishnah of wheat and this zonin. However, if you take from minachometz alayin, he says, avalom minachometz alayin, avar v'taram, if he goes ahead and does so anyway, meaning you take on a rally affair, then truma totruma as we know. However, Rebbe in our Mishnah says, hayayin bachometz neminin. He says wine and vinegar are considered two separate species. Even though maybe the, the origin is the same, once it's wine spoils it terribly, then it's considered two species altogether. Therefore, law mastery is Now, the fact that it seems to be that, our, that according to our Mishnah, that, that, that we say that Chitin and Zonin are the same species, that sounds like Shidrabi because he says that wine and vinegar, they're really the same thing, but one is a spoiled version of the other. They're also still two minim. Otherwise, it was Rebbe, we'd say they're two different minim. Okay, now the assumption we'll see in a second, and this is Bahabi Mistakelda. Well, I'm the, I want to read through this like Reb Chaim first, and then I want to share with you like the other Rosh Hashanah. Mistakelda, he asked the question, is looking at him, waiting for an answer. Amalei Mata Mistakelda, what have you been looking at me for? Why are you staring at me? Havelacharutzua, let's bring you bring you a strap, meaning I want to like uh, it's uh, to whip you. That type of expression, meaning what you're asking, is not even a good question. Why? Taman the He says, How are you comparing Masrot to Kilaim? Why? When you're talking about Trumas and Masrot, we have to take a Yafer ra and things like that. There might be a more, a more particular or specific definition of what is considered one min on the other. However, in Kilaim, it's different. We're talking about planting products together. It says, after Makul Kahul, even if one is a degraded version of the other, Kivan Damin Chitin, since it's the same family, um, in other words, why have you been asking me this question? You're mixing up laws of Trumas and Masa with Kilaim. They've got completely different criteria, what's considered two minimum, if you like. 
So I'm Rabbi Yonah. Rabbi Yonah says, So Rabbi Yonah defends the fact he was looking at him and waiting for an answer. Why? Um, they were actually asking the same question. They had the same question. They would actually uh, answer it, they'd resolve it. They explain it there that Taman the master of the Kanakilai. So the reading is, is that why are you asking? It's not just a, a silly question, because you see, this was an age-old question that was also resolved. This is a question that they had. And in other words, it's a very valid question. It's not such an obvious answer. That's where Chaim reads the Sugya. Okay. Let's now, I want to read this a little bit differently, like Rosh Cirillio. We have a little bit more time today, so um, I think it's interesting. What happened when he asked the question? What's the Havim Elba? We explained in Nishla Rabchaim that he was looking and waiting for the response. However, Rosh Cirillio says, Havim Mistakel by Rabbi Yirmiel or Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yirmiel was looking at Rabbi Yaakov and saying, and putting himself up with, with an angry face. Lomar, what you're asking me is ridiculous. In other words, it's the other side of the, the, the in other words, the, the person who was asked of the question was saying, what are you even doing this for? He was angry. And therefore it says, meaning the person who asked the question, which was Rabbi Yaakov Barade, says, I should bring you a strap. Should I bring you a strap to whip me? In other words, asking rhetorically. And it was it was like a sort of backhand tocha. How are you looking at me in such a, such a way with, with uh, impatience? Doesn't it say kapdan melamed, that someone who is has no patience he shouldn't be teaching? Right? It's it's it's, very, it's, it's opposite dialogue that's going on here. And then it says, and then the, when the Gemara continues, but it, when he says, no, it was right for him to look at him that way. Why? Because you see, this is a question that was already posed so long ago. And why didn't he know the answer? Why are you asking an age-old question? And I'll read the end. It says, Since we already know that our sages, or if you like, had this question. Obviously, it was okay for him to look at him in a bit of an angry face. Because the fact you didn't know the answer is because you weren't learning well enough. Had you learned properly, you would have known the answer yourself. Why are you wasting my time? But if someone makes an error in his learning, it's like he was uh, he acted deliberately, which is very again very different ways the uh, sugya plays out. But again, I think the the the, the actual substance of it in terms of that's the difference between the sugyas is really concluding the same. It's just in terms of how the uh, how the discussion played out. Okay, let's continue. Now, so everything we mentioned our mission as I said is that. All the things we mentioned, like Sorim and Shibulat Shual, that is a pair that's not Kilayim. Next, Kusmin and that is a separate pair that is not Kilayim with one another. In other words, the mission is mentioning pairs of things. It wasn't mentioning a whole list of products altogether on Kilayim, just lists of things. So that now, the Gemara says, the question is, Ma'al kol pirkei al hada hilchata. The fact that the mission is listing pairs, is that only our Mishnah, or is it possibly the next Mishnah we'll learn together later on? Which meant it's Chazer Vacharetz Galin, like two different two species of lettuce, two different species of endives, two different species of leek. Is that also Zugot Zugot, or is it or is it also or is it only our mission is Zugot Zugot? And the next mission is actually all a group it together. So the Gemara says, um, what it seems to be what Rav says, um, Pesach. 
meaning that the, the five species that someone can be yotze for maror on Pesach, and in those things, by the way, are chazeret, it's, um, and some of the some of the products we mentioned in the next Mishnah, kulam, kulam mutarim li ba'aruga, it appears that there it says they can all be planted in the same garden patch together. The implication here is that they're not considered kilaim, it sounds like. Um, it seems to be that Rav is in other words, because it appears to be that what that Rav seems to the fact that Rav says all these things you could be Yotze Maror on um, is means to be that the next Mishnah is not mentioned Zugot Zugot, meaning all those things listed in are different products that can be Yotze Maror, and therefore it must mean it's only the first Mishnah, not the whole Perak. Okay, so however. Rav B'Shem Rav, Rav Shev said in the name of Rav, that's cool and Zugot Zugot, the whole Perek is Zugot Zugot. So now, but one second, that seems to make him, that seems to be a contradiction. Because why? Machlav Shittet Rav, there seems to be a contradiction Shittet Rav, because Tamanu Omer Kula Minechad Vahach Omer Hachi. Now, the Gemaras began by saying Rav Yossi said in Rav Yochanan that the whole Perek is like Zugot Zugot, and we said that seems to be Cholak on Rav, because Rav says that the next mission of those products are not, appears to be not Kilaim Zabazer, because these are things Yotze Dei Chovato Pesach, and he said you can plant them in the same garden patch. Now we're saying it's actually Rav who said the entire, even the next mission is Zugot Zugot. But how does that not contradict what he said regarding these things you can be Yotze Dei for Maro that can be planted in the same garden patch? Planting the same garden and patch implies inoculum zebazer. So, so he says, no. Lord um, It's not that Rav said they're all considered one min. We're going to learn this in, a, in, a, in a, the next, in, sorry, third parak actually, that there's, um, there's a, when you're trying to work out how you plant different minim together and how you, there's questions of how, how things have to be spaced. And however, there's a, I'm sure you remember this from your study in Bavli, there's a halacha Moshe Messinai that an aruga that's shisha bashisha tfachim, you can plant six, sorry, five different minim. It's one of these halacha Moshe Messinai, it's five different minim together in the same small garden patch. However, it's important that it's only mine yerakot, only things that are considered, if you like, vegetables as opposed to dagan. In a small patch, which as in grain, a small patch that's six by six, I can't plant you know, uh, five different uh, grains. I can't put wheat, barley, spelt. You know, I can't do that in, in, that, spa- in that space. It's only Yerakot. So again, when Rav said that they can all be planted in a garden patch, it doesn't mean that they're not kilaim with one another. It just means all these things are considered a mini Yerek, that they consider vegetable, that if they're spaced properly and all arranged properly, you can plant five of these in a garden patch. So in other words, Aris, we, we made the wrong assumption or wrong understanding what Rav meant by they can be planted in the same garden patch. They could all still be kilaim zebezir, like we learned, like the implication from the next mission. But unless, because they're vegetables, if you have the right configuration, which we'll learn, we'll have lots of pictures for that later on. Um, that, that Yeah, like a, a triangle. If, the picture, I'm sure you, the one you remember, there's different opinions. of like a diamond in the middle and, 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 and rows on each edge. Then they're, um, that, you know, as long as you plant it that way, then it's not considered kilaim. Okay, let's continue. Uh, Paul us up here. Pardon <coughs> I me. <mean, coughs> these are different types of beans. So Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Reb Chia Barva, Eshkechen Kriv, it says, Al Pinkese the Rav Hillel Barva, Bar Alas, or some people say it's Valas. Um, there's different sort of 
Nusrat here. Um, so he said he found written in the Pintkas of Hillel Barvalas, and Rabbi Yonah B'Shem Rebchiyah Barvas says that he actually found a ketiv written al Kotle the Rabbi Hillel Barvas, that he saw on the, written on the wall. In other words, what was he writing on the wall on his Pintkas and his ledger? He was translating all those things we said at our Mishnah. What, what, in other words, what is Paul Sapir Pur Kantofach Paul Avan Hashuit? And what are those things? And they are Pila, Pishona, Gilbuna, Milvata, Sarpavana, and Pasilta. Okay. So that's what he found written there. Those are the explanations. Now, Kenamanitin Halavan Vashuit. That it's, uh, in other words, in our Mishnah, we had, uh, what was it? We had, um, it was Paul Halavan Vashuit. And it says in Amishnah, Now the question is, what does it mean? In other words, uh, if you have a look, look, look at, um, if you look at Reb Chaim, he says, it's meaning the fact that it says in Amishnah, a white bean and Shu'it. So you have to actually not read it that way, according to Yerushalmi. It says you have to say halavan, which is a minyerek type of vegetable. And you don't add the word pole before it. It's not a white bean. It's like a vegetable known as lavan. Okay, lavan and she'u'it are not considered kalay. Now, now the Gemara is Dorish. What does it mean, she'u'it? She meshashat et halev. O mahalechet b'nei ma'ayim. So there's different explanations here. Uh, one is meshashat et halev, meaning mesamachat et halev, according to Pene Moshe. It sort of gladdens one's heart. O mahalechet kol b'nei ma'ayim, meaning it cleans out someone's uh, intestines. However, Marafulda says it's opposite. It has the opposite effect on someone's heart. It's metamtamet alev. And, and uh, what's meshat and what's it mean? It's halechet ben amayim. It's meshal shelet ben amayim. It's diuretic, if you like. One way of, uh, I guess, a different way of describing how it cleans someone out. Okay, let's learn the halacha. That's the introduction tomorrow. And then we'll, uh, we'll flesh out the mission tomorrow. Let's have an understanding. Hakishut. Hakishut is actually cucumber. Um, the 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 Pnei says it clearly. He says his kishim is kukambrosh, um, and malas um, it is. And a malafa fawn, which we we call cucumbers, is probably more like a, like a cucumber melon. That's the translations I've seen. Anyway, we say any kilambas ever they're not considered kilam with one another. Next, Rabbi Huda says that actually are kilam they continue two different minim. So a chazer v'cheret chazer galim, which is two types of, uh, of lettuce. And ulshin is elen endives, and the ulshe ulshe sade is a field endives. Kreishim is leeks, of a kreishe sade is again field leeks. So again, these are pairs of things. Kuspar of kuska sade, which is coriander and field coriander. Charda of charda mitzvi, which is mustard and uh, Egyptian mustard. Delat mitzrit vaharamutsa, which is a the uh, lad is like a pumpkin or gourd, which is a, this is an Egyptian variety, and harumutsa. Now, rumutsa means it's from the language of remets, meaning it's a bitter one in order to make it sweeten it up. They used to put it in like hot ashes and the like. And pol mitzivacharuv, which is Egyptian bean and carob, all these things are not considered in claims ever meaning each of these pairs are considered the same min. Okay, that's today's shirim. Hashem will continue tomorrow. Thank you.